Welcome in, and thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. I am Jared All, joined here by Connor Holzkamp and the man, the myth, the legend, Tyler Walgie, joining us today. Thanks for having me back on, guys. Feels like it's been so long. Yeah, and see, I'm actually here this time, so you can't slander me while I'm gone. Yeah, I'm coming in hot, too. (laughs) We all, myself and the audience, have been looking forward to an opportunity to get the (laughs) two of you together, and what better time when we're going to discuss the quarterback decision that Uh you two sit a little bit on the opposite side of. We'll get there. I don't want to start there. We'll We'll have plenty of time to get there. I want to, you know... You got to keep Connor on the leash okay. for the first part of the show. You know, <laughs> keep him on the leash. On the leash. Yeah, exactly. Like those children at theme parks with their <laughs> overprotective parents. Yeah, I, I'm actually a fan of that. You yeah. know, I really? see that and I think that's a good parent right there. Really? No. <laughs> okay. All right. I was just all right. But they make, no, what they make I, like cute bags and everything. They make you know? it. Yeah, they make designs and things like that. But I, I, what I think is they probably name their child, you know, Max or. Or uh, Fido. Why, Ma- like why Max? What, Ma- what's Max wrong with a, Max? Max is a common dog name. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see where you're going Sa- there. Same okay. with Fido. That's why I'm at Fido second. Isn't Fido like a, like a cartoon dog name? I don't know. Not on either. Yeah. Anyway, now you're you getting off the rails yeah. here. We're sitting here Tuesday, August 31st. It's cut day. NFL final rosters have been set down to 53 men. Uh, starting first with the Broncos. Any surprise cuts for you guys? Connor, uh, in terms of, I mean, I mean, not so much. I, I was a little surprised, obviously, at the uh, trade. It's not really a cut, but I was surprised that Trinity Benson got traded. Um, for essentially, we flipped him for a linebacker. I mean, essentially, is what happened. Uh, traded for a couple draft picks, then we used those draft picks to go out and, and trade for a linebacker. Doesn't that make sense though? They they're deep at, at receiver and thin at linebacker. It, it does. I don't hate the move. I was just a little surprised yeah. by it with with how good of a showing. Trinity Benson had in camp. Uh, it was looking, shaping up as if he was going to be the fifth receiver to make this roster. Uh, you know, he's not going to, he's obviously not going to jump ahead of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, or KJ Hamler. But I had him right after that. And I think that's where the general consensus was. So I was a little surprised to see him go. So I saw Kendall Hinton got cut. I saw uh, Tyree Cleveland got cut. So who did get kept as the fifth receiver then? Uh, that would be. Ooh, do, do. Deontay Spencer. Seth Williams got cut, too. Uh, Deontay Spencer, special teams. He's a a returner, so that makes sense. I get the logic. Yeah, I mean, they they cut. uh, So I guess it was a little surprising because in terms of Tyreek, so there was Tyreek... Excuse me. Jeez, blah, blah, blah. Mommy made me eat my M&Ms, right? I got to get my tongue Whoa. twisters out. Hey, now. That's a, that's a this vo- seems like a deep down that, that is like, a repressed war- memory. <laughs> that is a warm-up for just, voice, just, for singing, if you uh, want to know. Did Connor just have like a therapy Unique session? New in- York, right? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, that's like a warm-up for singers. <laughs> Jared. All right. I like that. I'm that's, disturbed that's by this. That's funny from Jared's point of view that he immediately went there when he start, get, got flustered. <laughs> so so uh, uh, there was uh, essentially boy. three receivers and the uh, the kind of general consensus and idea was that two of these three were going to be kept between Tyree Cleveland, uh, Trinity Benson, and Brendan Mack. And what's interesting is all three of them are off the team. So uh, they they only have five wide receivers on their roster, including Deontay Spencer. That seems thin, don't well, you think? Look for him, I, w- I would look for the Broncos to add another wide receiver through waivers or even bring somebody back uh, you know, one that they cut already. But I, I kind of, what this tells me is that they're looking to add a wide receiver through waivers. They didn't like maybe the special teams contributions of these guys. Um, 
you know, so so I think they might be looking to add kind of a special teams type specialist it's, it's, it's wide so, receiver. It's so important though. If you really look at it, fifty three guys. It's such a small roster for the NFL. When you really think about it, I know this isn't some new rule change or anything, but that's a that, that's a lot of cuts you have to make, and you're thin everywhere. The NFL really makes it tough to to be deep at every position. So you have to sacrifice some places and, and be strong in others. And there I mean. is uh, some strategy that has to go in that too, because obviously those who clear waivers can then make back on your practice squad and so i think there is some strategy in who you cut that maybe you think guys that will slip through waivers maybe one of those one or two of those receivers ends up on the broncos practice squad there is now do you i mean does every single player that gets cut now go to waivers every one of them or is or is there a specific amount do you i mean do you know that off the top of your head no i believe everyone i don't off the top of my head but i I don't know why the rule would be different that once you get cut during cut day waiver rules are any different they have to go through that process and teams have to go through waivers to ensure fairness for all of these players so i mean but there's so many cuts that that probably doesn't ever come up you know you probably you're looking for a, a a tight end you know, one's gone. Okay, we'll take the next one. Sure, so that's probably how sure. it works for the waivers. Yeah, I'm sure they you do know that fourth or fifth tight end. He's really just you know another guy, right? <laughs> um, the yeah. one for me that was kind of surprising is uh, Brett Rippin, and yeah, the reason I, so I say too. that is, and, and again, we'll get to it. But with the decision for the Broncos to go with Teddy Bridgewater, in my eyes, they have deemed they don't have the quarterback of the future on their roster, and. I think Brett Rippon is the type of guy that you you keep around because he could be a solid backup. I don't know that Drew Locke, if he's not the quarterback of the future, I don't know that you're looking at him as the backup of the future. So to lose a guy like Brett Rippon that can develop into a legitimate, solid, you know, backup that you have for a long period of time, I, I think and I think the Broncos would have liked to keep him, but I think it was a numbers game where you had to make that move. Yeah, I mean to Tyler's point. If I mean, what are you going to do? Keep three quarterbacks on this? Roster? I actually, there's a part of me when they named Teddy Bridgewater, I thought they may try to move Drew Locke while he still has. I some thought value. so too. I and thought then so you too. keep Brett Rippon. If you could get a mid round draft pick, which is probably a reach for what you get for Locke right now, based on him just losing out on the starting job, I don't think you're getting a ton of value. But I was, I wouldn't have been shocked if they tried to move Drew Locke, uh, given the decision. No, I thought that was a possibility for sure. Yeah. So, do you, I mean, do you think Brett Rippon, because I know they're trying to get Brett Rippon back on their practice squad. Do you think he makes it there or is another team going to snap him I snack think him up so. like a quick snack? I think so, but I don't know enough about him. I mean, he started and won a game for the Broncos last year. Yeah, so exactly. The, the team at three least picks, is out there. But, You're uh, right. And I think he does. What was that, against the Jets? It was against the Jets. Jets. (laughs) Through three Uh, interceptions against the Jets, but we did win a game. So, so, hey. Yeah, so do I think he makes it to the the practice squad? Yes, I do. But it's one of those that I was a little bit surprised to see. But I I, I, I picked that as a surprise because there really isn't a ton of surprises. You know who I could see snapping him up? Is the New England Patriots. Wouldn't that fit? I could see it. Yeah. I could see it happening. Well, they're thin at quarterback because they had probably the surprise cut of uh, right. this this preseason, and that was quarterback Cam Newton, who most assumed would go in as the day one starter, uh, or at very least would be their backup. I'm I was shocked to see it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, obviously this is just speculation uh, on my part here. But it, it almost seems, I mean, I know that there's a little bit going on with the, you know, he didn't get the COVID vaccine and then he entered COVID protocol. That's a big deal in the um, NFL. No, and, no and, it is. It, it is. Okay. So I know that there's, 
there's that kind of line of thinking, which is very reasonable. I, I, I want to be quick. I'm not going to cut you off. But yeah, no. it, it, it's, it's a big deal in the NFL because of the rules set up. I'm not trying to get political here. I'm saying the rules are really strong against those who haven't gotten the vaccine. So coaches, if you're vaccinated, coaches are going to take you on a lot easier. I think that's what I meant to say. Right, right. No, I, I think that's fair and that's a fair point. But I think the other thing, uh, the other kind of line of reasoning that could very well be the case is they just decided that Mac Jones is going to be their starter. And he wasn't going to get a whole lot for for Cam Newton at this point. And so there's also a line of thinking, maybe he's just doing right by Cam and cutting him so that he's not going to be holding a Bill clipboard. Belichick's never tried to do right by any player. Right, I don't think that's <laughs> you the don't case. Think? No. No, no, I think this is 100% strategy from Bill Belichick, and there's there's some layers to this. And, and Tyler, so, I'm going to build off of what you just mentioned there. Sorry, you got you, are you going still? No, well, I was just guys, saying, Sorry, so, I didn't mean to cut so you off. Uh, one thing that's just interesting, I mean, so... That theory has been kind of put out there. Uh, that's kind of what the beat writers sure. in New England are saying. They're saying, hey, he was doing him a solid right here. He's trying to get him to where he can be free to sign with any team. So do you think the beat writers are kind of just like putting Bill Belichick on a pedestal here and, and uh, just, they're just way off on their beat? I mean, it's possible. It's possible that maybe that's what he's putting out there in Bill Belichick. You mm, know, I okay. don't think that's that. Maybe that maybe that's what they're hearing. But in my mind, there's you know, there's the COVID factor. And again, I'm not going to get political here because this is not a political thing for Bill Belichick. Whatever side of the fence he's on, this is about guys being available. And right. Cam Newton was not available early in camp, which is what allowed Mac Jones to get on the field in the first place. And the fact that it's been pretty apparent while not being actually vocally said that Cam Newton is not getting this vaccination uh, unless he's forced to. So not only do you eliminate that as a potential problem, because if Cam Newton as an unvaccinated, and I'm, I'm just, again, in theory, speculating because he's not actually definitively said that. Uh, if you have an unvaccinated player in your quarterback room, the Broncos of all teams know how detrimental that can be. Right. Because if somebody comes down with COVID in that room, it could possibly leave you a game without quarterbacks. And the NFL will be less forgiving this year. So I think in that alone, there's reasoning behind it. But also that sends the message to the rest of your unvaccinated players that this is a potential that you sort of need to take care of business or else that might be looked at as a thing. But also, Cam Newton has been known to be vocal and outspoken and as a guy that just got surprisingly benched i don't know that he's the best guy in the locker room and the best guy to coach up mac jones yeah, that's, as your backup that's, I part think that's a too. big part of it too and i actually heard a report from tom curran who's one of their lead guys who covers them that there was some dissent in the locker room so something was happening i think what he's probably referring to and other people again pure speculation on this part for me I think that Cam Newton may have been dropping comments here or there. Man, why are you vaccinated? Why are you giving into this stuff? Why are you doing all that? So I think that could have been a problem that was kind of, you know, in the locker room and, and part of those. No, kind of let me ask you this. Any interest whatsoever in bringing no. Cam Newton to the Broncos? Zero. No. All right. No. I had to throw it out there. No, all right. This I, is I a Broncos think, I mean, I think if you're Colorado talking show. if you're talking tiers of quarterbacks, I actually think Cam Newton is very much in the Teddy Bridgewater tier. Oh my he god. He may be a step. Are you kidding me? That's fair. I, I, I'm I, with you. I, I completely disagree. I think you're so far in left field. Hold on for a second. Cam Newton, <laughs> I don't think is a competent backup. I, if we're rating quarterbacks, there's 32 teams. There's 64, including starters and backups. I have Cam Newton probably around 45 to 55, depending on the team he's playing. Okay? And where do you Cam, have Cam, Teddy Bridgewater then? Teddy Brid Bridgewater is 
uh, mid to high 20s. So maybe oh, 21, 22. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater is a good, almost, uh, uh, he's almost below average, which would be <laughs> 17. Below. But well, if you look at it in, in terms of, uh, like on a chart, below average would be quarterbacks 17, 18, 19, 20. So there's only four guys in the NFL who'd be in, in that kind of chunk, in my opinion, right? Then you get to 21, 22, 23, 24. I don't know if you want to call that slightly below average, but now we're getting to the ne- next tier. So See, okay. and that's where I think I actually think you're fairly on oh with God. Teddy in in the late teens early 20s. Cam Newton, but Cam Newton to me is a mid 20s. He's a he oh is a guy God. that you look at some of the starters around the league, he's a better quarterback. I, I completely okay. Here disagree. There we go. 15 games with the with the Patriots, Cam Newton. He had 20 math. I'm doing math in my head. It's dangerous. Oh, okay. Uh so he did uh he had 20 touchdowns, total touchdowns rushing included. Yeah, yeah. 10, 10 of those are rushing. Hmm, 12. Oh, okay. And how many touchdowns did uh, Lamar Jackson have know, running? You know are you what, taking that away from him? You know what him? Cam Newton is? He's Derrick Henry. That, well, he, he just, uh, Derrick Henry who throws the football. Okay, but let, let me finish here. So very, got, very got, inaccurately, by the way. We got 20 total what's touchdowns. Lamar Jackson? Okay, 20 total touchdowns in 15 games, 10 interceptions, and 82.9 quarterback rating. That is right on par with like a Teddy Bridgewater. I was going to say, numbers. can we get Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, stats seriously, up? that is right on par. If you put Teddy with Bill Belichick, I think he would have those. Yeah, I well, think he and, would be and a granted, year. and granted, I, they're a little bit different players, right? I mean, Cam Newton definitely has a better arm. He has a he has a bigger arm. He a can, bigger arm, but the accuracy isn't even close. People were yeah, laughing you're, you're at right. Cam Newton's accuracy right. this year, and the running it's so power mm-hmm. instead of Teddy Bridgewater's. Okay. Right. And Teddy has okay. stopped. But running. we can all agree that we don't want Cam Newton to come to. No, I am so. Any teams out there? Are do you see any teams out there that may go try to get Cam as a starter? Well, I mean, again, it's about the coaching staff. They want to bring that kind of player, and uh, Houston potentially, Detroit. (laughs) They're used to that. No, you don't want to do that to Jared Goff. Do you? No, Jared Goff. You like Jared Goff? What what about Jared Goff? Do you feel like you owe anything? You literally picked up Jared Goff so you could trade away. Because the way that things are going right now in Detroit, there's a lot of optimism. It's a dumpster fire? Look, you you guys got to understand, the way that everyone around the country looks at you guys as strong, diehard Broncos fans is how we're looking at Detroit fans. And a lot of the time when the Broncos go 7-9 before the season, you guys are going, hey, a lot of optimism. What about a team like the Texans? Uh, depending on some situations, I don't see the Texans doing anything um, until legal stuff starts to happen because they're not going to get the price they're asking. And they, I mean, what's Deshaun Watson going to do? Sit out? You think so? You're going to think he's going to sit out a season where he may potentially be facing a major suspension that's next a different, year? That's a different uh, And we actually are going to get to that later in the show. I do want to talk about that and its relevancy here. Uh, but obviously, if it's not apparent to everyone out there, Tyler seems to sit on a little bit of a different side of the fence when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater yeah, than Connor and I. And since I'm the host, I get to kind of decide that I'm going to give my opinion first. That's fine. And then I'm going to let the two of you throw it out there, okay? Fair enough. And I, I just want to be very, very clear in what my desire for Locke to have been the starter over Bridgewater and why I think this was a mistake for the Broncos to put Teddy Bridgewater as a starter had nothing to do with the fact that I thought the Broncos would be better this year under Drew Locke. It's all about the long term, the big picture, okay? Because with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback, you're likely going to win too many games to be in a top 10 draft pick position again. But in my opinion, not enough games to get you in the playoffs or to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Maybe you sneak into the playoffs and you probably lose in the first 
round. Maybe you have a win. Whatever. You're not winning a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback. So to me, you put yourself in a position here where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't going into next year. Whereas you put Teddy or you put Drew Locke in there. In my my eyes, more likely than not, he fails. He doesn't prove to you that he's the guy. Now you know. Now you go make that move. And, and now you're kind of again in this this quarterback conundrum. So I think you, you make a mistake here because I don't think you're a legitimate Super Bowl contender by making this decision. I think you made a short-term decision to save your job in Vic Fangio. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't want to rehash out everything you just said because you basically took the exact uh, the exact stance that I have on this, more or less. It's not about Drew Locke being the better quarterback necessarily, right? In fact, I I don't even blame Vic for choosing um, Teddy Bridgewater because I do think Teddy Bridgewater gives you a better chance to win more games this year. Um, I think, I, I, so. I, you know, you kind of, uh, you and I are on the same page here, I think. One thing I would add to what, what you just said um, I think it could even be worse if Teddy Bridgewater goes out and wins you 10 games. I don't think that's going to happen. But if he goes out and wins you 10 games, you make the playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, what do you do? You extend Teddy Bridgewater's contract. Vic Fangio and his staff stays around. You, you are still stuck in this limbo. I mean, I think it's even worse if you win 10 games with, with Teddy Bridgewater because I don't see Teddy Bridgewater having a ceiling that gets you beyond that, right? And uh, I would rather win... From a from a GM from a fan standpoint, I would rather the Broncos win, you know, 10, 11, 12 games or whatever with a young quarterback, Drew Locke, who we've spent two years developing and have some, you know, some excitement. Hey, maybe Drew can actually be the guy, or I'd rather him fail and win five games and get a ten, you know, top ten. Because ultimately pick. what it comes down to is the best way to create a dynasty of any sorts to have a long period of time of success is to get that elite quarterback and you don't get it if you don't start swinging and Teddy Bridgewater is not that guy and then I want to hear Tyler's response but my last thing I would add to this because clearly we're on the same page here Jared and I know Tyler's going to have a little different take on this uh one thing I would the last thing I would just add is (laughs) there's also something to be said that you just spent two years developing this guy, right? We spent the last two years developing Drew Locke and and he had one full season, right? Two different offensive coordinators. You spent all of this resources and time and energy. There's just something to be said. It's like stopping midstream when you pee. Like it, it something Can't hurts once me. I started. It, it hurts me. I've heard enough. Can, right. I, can okay. I talk let's, now? Something hurts me. Connor, I'm not let's seeing this say thing through. You, I have yeah, so let's see. many things that let's have just it. built up. This let's is going to be it. like a host. I know he's so, taking so, so notes first over off, there. The whole idea, Connor, <laughs> that we've spent so much in the draft picks and Drew Locke, and we're so invested. The Arizona Cardinals spent the sixth overall pick on Josh Rosen. Guess what they did? Wipe the slate clean, move forward, and they're so much better off than now draft than Justin Fields. Then draft a quarterback. That's my point. I think they okay, should have do probably that. Yes, done that. Then do but, that. Or there's but a lot didn't. of other options moving forward. Okay. The point is, just because you didn't do that doesn't mean this is some horrible decision. And I think that we just disagree on Teddy Bridgewater overall. I think last year and what we've seen recently, and what happens is people always react and remember what they saw last. Was last year a good season for Teddy Bridgewater? Absolutely not. But I'm looking right now at a Pro Football Focus article. In my opinion, Pro Football Focus, one of the better statistical analysis uh, uh, public websites of the NFL. And they have an article here 
uh, talking about Teddy Bridgewater's career versus last year and how last year could have been an anomaly. And I looked at uh, some efficiency ratings on a different part of their website. I have his career efficiency rating and last year's efficiency rating. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater for his career, 82.3 efficiency rating according to PFF. Last year, 67.1. So the question is, is Teddy Bridgewater the quarterback who he's been his entire life Last year was the anomaly, and with a good team, who I'm going to get to in a sec, the Broncos are a very good team around quarterback, he can play well. Or has Teddy Bridgewater suddenly fallen off, last year with Carolina, one of the least efficient offenses in the entire league, and he's all of a sudden a bad quarterback? That's another option. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think the, the, the former is much more likely. Teddy Bridgewater had the highest completion percentage of his career, most yardage of his career, most touchdowns in a season of his career, and the highest quarterback rating of his career last year. But he was That not- is what Teddy Bridgewater is. He has never had a season. I, I, I'm looking at stats. You can pull one stat of efficiency. Yes, I understand efficiency is huge, but there are other factors. I don't, I don't have all the stats pulled up, but pro football focus... Last year, graded him low in a lot of advanced categories. So he may have had those numbers, but overall, if you look at metrics, he had one of the worst years of his career. Now, I don't have his numbers up in front of me. Is that right? I'm, it, I'm looking is right now. it is absolutely in, right. He had 3,700 yards 3, last year. 3,700 yards last year. His highest prior to that was in 2015, the year when he ended up ultimately going down with an injury after that, the season that they took the, the Vikings. 700 passing yards? Uh he, 3,700. 3, oh, okay. He had 3,200 in 2015. Yeah, was, I'm, talking, I'm talking efficiency, so maybe these stats are, are, are And correct. that's what Teddy Bridgewater is. So, he's efficient. He's not going to lose you a game, but look, he's not going to go out and win. But last year, he actually was one of the worst graded quarterbacks in the league, so that doesn't matter to me, and that's the thing. That I'm a sports better. Just You guys didn't introduce me that way, but just to let the audience know, I'm a professional sports better, so I look at things differently, and that, to me, is what the public looks at. That's what everyone okay. else looks at, and frankly, that's what the public let, bets let on. Let me ask you one. One thing, just real quick, and I want I want you to continue and keep going with what your 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 rant here, if yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you one thing, though. Okay, do any of these numbers that we're talking about, do any of these efficiency ratings, does any of this player that you're building him at win you a Super Bowl? So this is th- this is the thing. Is I also don't want to overdo these ratings, right? I don't want to make it seem like Teddy's some. You know, because I said he's he's in between twenty one and probably twenty three. Twenty in my rating. So a he's guy not a that's great not quarter- probably he, taking to the playoffs. He, he's not a great quarterback. Between him and Drew Locke, he gives you a much better chance. And right now, around quarterback, the Broncos have a top five roster outside quarterback. It's 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 very good. I mean, when you stack them up against anyone else, that's pretty much. And Connor's, you know, going back and forth. That pretty much. And, and you may argue that as a Broncos fan, but the people who I talk to, work with, and things like that, it's it's consensus. The Broncos are elite, except for quarterback. So it comes down to who gives you the best chance to win. And I want to put this whole idea in the trash of play for the future. This is not Madden. This is not some... Can you imagine if someone came up to you in your job and said, you know, hey, your, your job's on the line, but we want you to take a year off. Oh, I would want never do- want Vic Fangio to... I would never expect but, Vic but Fangio even, to do anything different. Even in, in the front office, I mean, maybe they... Again, my whole thing is you got to trust coaches, trust people who are there in the locker room who are doing this. I think that they know Drew Locke is an immature kid not going to lead a team it's dance dance revolution every time you get a first down and your team's down 20 i think they saw what i saw and they don't want that guy leading the football team i wouldn't be uh, upset at all if they trade drew lock and just get off this guy so this isn't about we got to see what we have in drew lock and build for the future to me 
if they're thinking how I'm thinking, that's a complete waste of time. And this is the NFL where you can't have a, a you can't waste a week. So the idea of, oh, let's give him some time. No, that to me is wasting the season because now you're wasting six weeks on law going to Teddy week seven when we had a chance to actually do damage this year. If Teddy Bridgewater can play above his level where I have him rated and elevate that to maybe the 14th or 15th best quarterback, now you're talking about a team that can get a wild card, sneak into the playoffs, and maybe compete later in the playoffs. Okay, but... Uh, maybe win a Super Bowl. Okay, fair enough. And I don't disagree with what you're saying here, Tyler. I really don't. I, I actually... I actually agree with most of what you're saying right now. I just think the one part where, where I differ with you is, to me, the goal is to win a Super Bowl. That is the goal. Right. And, and I think the quickest way the, for any team to get to a Super Bowl is to have a franchise quarterback and get that guy in there. I don't think Drew Locke's the guy either. Okay, But I think it's a quicker route to getting the franchise quarterback than stucking here in limbo with 10-win season with Teddy Bridgewater, sneaking into the playoffs, maybe winning a wild card. I think that does, I think that does more damage to the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl. That's where I stand on it. But again, I don't think it's just about the future, the future, the future. And if it was, Connor, I think I heard you say a couple minutes ago, hey, and against, was it the Jets or someone else? And you go, hey, but Rippian came in and we got the win. You were excited no, about that. No, it did. You, it did. you used that a couple minutes ago as a positive, right? For a Guess bad team, getting a win is a big deal. But it takes you from the fifth pick to the eighth pick. So if everything's about the better draft picks, then why did that come out of your I mouth? I actually didn't like the win there. That was just evaluating Brett Rippon as a talent to, and maybe how other teams might perceive him. Look, last year when we won in overtime, was that San Diego Chargers? In over, or was it overtime or close game? I forget what happened. It was like a 31-30 game against San Diego. And I remember leaving my house afterwards thinking that it'd be the same thing. And everyone was stoked. All of my friends were happy. And my, my, my family's happy, and I'm going, oh, guys, we just lost a couple draft picks. So I think the same way, but again, we just differ on Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think the season's lost. And, and Drew Locke is going to dance his way to seven wins. So, <laughs> so dancing. I, it's always the dancing. Okay, I okay but here's the issue I have with it, though, Tyler, is you sit here and say there's such a gap between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Then Big why gap. did it take all the way down to the last minute where actually many people thought Drew Locke was going to be the guy because he performed at almost an equal level, if not right above or below, depending on your opinion, of Teddy Bridgewater. Because Teddy Bridgewater's new in Denver. They're still getting to know him. They know what they had in Drew Locke. They know the kid can play, but they want to make sure Teddy can play. And it doesn't surprise me that we learn now. The coaches may have known for a while, and giving Drew Locke this opportunity, here's what may have happened. Maybe they gave Drew Locke those opportunities, and it was split in time while they were trying to sell him behind the scenes. Maybe no one else wanted him, and this was the last goal. We only see what they want us to see, right? So, And we only hear what they want us to hear, unless it gets out from someone in the, uh, the, the building who's leaking stuff. But you know, you know what's amazing to me for that? And keep in mind, Broncos fans, the same thing with John Elway. The Broncos are a, a high-level organization to where stuff gets out of Dove Valley when they want stuff out. The Patriots, for 20 years wrote a book the size of the encyclopedia about all the secrets they kept for their Super Bowls, yet Cam Newton misses a test, and all of a sudden it's all over the social media. Why do you think that is? It's because Bill and, and, and company wanted it out. Stuff gets out because people want it out. So, look, we only learned when everyone else learned, but there's nothing, I think, that kept Vic Fangio and those in the front office from saying a while ago, boy, if Teddy stays healthy and keeps on this track, he's our guy.
The what the quarterback, the two quarterbacks I saw play in preseason were pretty darn close in caliber. I did not see a huge gap between the two quarterbacks. I want to throw an analogy at you guys, and I think this is pretty spot on if you ask me. Is Teddy Bridgewater to this Broncos team is what Alex Smith was to those very, very talented Chiefs teams. But I think he was a guy that could win you some games, but ultimately <laughs> he was what held you back from being a Super Bowl contender. Just so then you much. put an elite quarterback on that roster. Sure. I'm not saying you're just going to stumble across Patrick Mahomes, but you miss on 100% of the shots you don't take, okay? There's so much Teddy hate on this show. I don't know. No, hey, it. don't get me like wrong. Teddy. <laughs> I, I like actually Teddy. like Teddy. I just think you're not as good of a team as you think you are. Yes, you have talent, but we can all admit you don't get really. And this is going to become an argument between Connor because he's going to point out things I've said in the past. Make sure we cut this. You <laughs> yes. keep the cut. Yeah, keep the audio here so I can edit if I need to. No, I get uh, it. And I know what Connor's going to say back to me. You got to have a quarterback to win a Super Bowl, okay? I do. know I've argued the point otherwise. You can win Super Bowls without a quarterback, but the best way, the most likely way from an odds-making standpoint is to find yourself an elite quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater keeps you from doing but that. this is year by year. We, we got to stop. I think that we got to get it out of our heads that the Broncos aren't going to win this year, so let's think long-term because no one in the history of the NFL will has ever thought that way or will ever think that way. So it's just going to drive us crazy if that's our narrative and that's our expectation. It's never going to happen. The coach is every every season... Every coach, whether you're the Jags, Lions, Broncos, or Chiefs, they're going to look at their roster and say, what's our best chance to win the Super Bowl? To win the, okay, wait, hold up. I'm glad you said that because I was actually about to say the very same thing. I actually think your best chance of winning a Super Bowl this year in, two, in 2022, I suppose, would be the, the this year's Super Bowl. I think your best chance at winning the Super Bowl this year is Drew Locke. Okay, so hold on. Before you go on, so you think that you know more about Drew Locke than the coaches who've been around him in the meetings and the locker rooms had the meet? Ha- you think you know more about Teddy Bridgewater than the stats than everyone that's been around than the league has? No, they agreed with me. No, no, see, the coaches no, agree no, with no, me no, with Teddy no, no, Bridgewater. This coaching staff, the, yes. the last coaching staff, traded away and took on half of his. But contract. the coaching staff agrees with me. So yes, I think that, that we're on this. I'm on the same page as the coaching staff. But 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 he's uh, I get so, what you're so, so Jared was saying the, the rest of the, the league does not no, value no, him as a top my, 17 quarterback. But Jared, my point is trust the coaching staff because they're around this a lot more than we are, and they know a lot more about football okay, than we do. But listen, I so actually on think that note, I actually, it's like I trust the coaching staff. They chose the guy no, who I want. No, see, I think the coaching staff though is choosing who gives them the greatest chance to win the most games, which is Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, that's what they. I, I mean, I think it's not. It's not hard to decipher what they base their decision on. They think Teddy Bridgewater, and I tend to agree, gives them the better chance at winning more games. But dude, you're, you're, Connor, I listened to last week's show, and you came on and said the distribution pattern. You have nothing to bat. This is just your opinion, right? Right. I was just trying to explain some, it in, in a way some of how fabricated I think. distribution yes. pattern. So yes. yeah, what you're going to go on and say is, well, on this distribution pattern, there's a higher upside and a higher lower side for Drew Luck. That's just that. That's not. What is well, that based on? It's based off the fact that a second a player who has started one full year has has more unknown. It's impossible to know the ceiling of a of a player who is in their third year. You, you know can know of- you can actually uh, whether you're a scout or a fan or a GM or a coach. You you can have more data to make a more informed opinion as to the ceiling of someone like Teddy Bridgewater. 
right? Whereas there's a little bit of that unknown. It's kind of a little bit of that like uh, forbidden fruit factor. I get it, right? I know that there's like a little bit of that <laughs> that's in my take here, but but there's just something to be said about that that slight chance that you don't know really where that ceiling is for Drew Locke. You know, he's such a young you know player. what a lot of this comes down to for me is I think, and, and this is clearly where we differ, and I honestly believe most of Broncos Nation is on your guys' side. Most people want Drew Locke and like Drew Locke. Here's where we differ. I think I've seen all I needed to with Drew Locke, and I know I can be old man, get off my lawn. I totally am, am aware of that. <laughs> that, to me, is the, the main difference in this opinion, though, is those who are like me, who are off of Drew Locke, I don't need to see any more. I don't think he's ever going to be the kind of quarterback who can ever get you to a Super Bowl. And I think his upside is so much lower than Teddy's upside. As a matter of fact, in my hypothetical distribution pattern, I think it's a lot of lower wins. We could get six, seven, eight a lot of time. And I think it cuts off at about eight and just drops. I mean, I think with with Drew Locke, you are not going more than eight and eight, and I think it, it's stuck there. And I know that's something you've said for a long time. This isn't a new take for you. This isn't something that you've come, you know, this epiphany you've had. I know that's something you've said to me for more than just this last offseason. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, about uh, about Drew, Drew Locke. Not a big Drew Locke guy. And, 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 and I guess for me, if the Broncos had made the move for Teddy Bridgewater and immediately moved on from Drew Locke, Yes, I'm very happy with the Broncos moving forward with Teddy Bridgewater in comparison to a lot of guys that you could be sitting on right now. But the fact that this guy and Drew Locke that you know may or may not ever be a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL was able to be neck and neck with this guy all through camp, all through the preseason, I think tells you everything you need to know about the potential and the capability of how far... And Teddy again, Roger, may, Teddy maybe we're disagreeing on that they were neck and neck all preseason. Sure. That's what the coaches led us to believe. But what if the coaches also, and there's so many layers to this, guys. What if the coaches also know that Teddy, what if they just got to know him, right? Or just met him. And they don't really know him yet. And they've heard, maybe he's injury prone. Okay. So maybe it is neck and neck because they're thinking, what if this guy gets hurt? And, and what if we're stuck and we name him the starter or we're giving him more reps and then we have to put Drew in? So maybe that's an element. Maybe it's not. This is complete speculation. But there's so many things that could be going on. And then again, they get to know him, see his work habits, see, oh, the ACL, the knee, everything's fine. Then they accelerate this process. So there could have been a million things happening behind the scenes. The idea that it was so neck and neck and it was so Drew I don't necessarily buy that. And on top of that, this is a rare, weird preseason. And I don't want to say rare because this is what we're going to see going forward. But coaches didn't Uncharted. really know how to handle it. Some coaches were playing their starters in week two. Some waited till week That's three. Weird. Some waited till... So when Drew was out there with the first teamers going against the other team's second and third string, and when Teddy's out there with first stringers going against the other second and third string, we can't learn that much from the preseason. I'm basing this on careers attitudes, and I am the, the kind of person that I want my quarterback and point guard to be professionals and grown-ups and leaders. I don't care if I get a receiver that's a diva. I don't care if I get some left tackle or cornerback that's a diva. I want my quarterback to be a leader. Okay, I think we all have gotten our, our, our points out there. I think everyone knows where we stand on this. I think this, that so. was good, though. I no, think no, no, was no. It was good. And I think that's what a lot of conversations sound like with Broncos fans in the state. You know, there, there's a lot of buddies out there who have who are, you know, one's Team Teddy, one's Team Drew, and a lot of conversations sound like that. So I think that was really good for Well, But, for let, but let me also just real quick before we add off of this yep. is I just want to be clear 
that I am excited to watch this team with Teddy Bridgewater still, right? I mean, I'm st- I'm not a Teddy hater, but, but like I hate that I could even be accused of being a Teddy hater because I'm not. All right, I would I am very excited to see what Teddy Bridgewater and this roster can do, and I'm hoping, right? I know so. I know that like, my logical side tells me, yeah, I'd rather win five games or 11 games, right? Like, I don't want to be stuck in the middle. But then my fan side kicks in, and it's like, I am sick of watching this team lose right. every game we for get, the last half a decade. We got a chance so, to be good with Teddy. We do. We, and and I, I believe that that is true. So, you know, I, from this point forward, all right, I am going to be all aboard the Teddy train. I am hoping Teddy Two Gloves Get on the Teddy train. It. Teddy Two Gloves, I yeah. love that. Make some and, room. Make so, some room. Scooch over. I'll be on the Teddy train with you. We'll that, ride this and season. And that kind of segues to what the next question I want to bring up because I had a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a joke real quick. Okay. Okay. So, you know the Dougie dance? Teach, teach me how to. Okay. So, what's uh in the locker room, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to teach Drew Lock a lot of stuff. You know the one thing Drew Lock's going to be able to teach Teddy is how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. Get it cuz it's a dance. It's like a but I'm I, I'm, I, I I actually don't get it, but I'm just maybe clueless as, as heck. So isn't that like a song? Yeah, no, I get that. But, but where's like, is that a play on words? It's because or Drew like, Lock dances after every God, first dance. This guy right here can't so get over. The one th- <laughs> so the joke is the one thing Drew Lock can teach Teddy Bridgewater is how to dug. You know, he how to dance, how to oh, dug. That's teach just me awful. To, okay. It was not that bad. That, that was it was. Okay. That I thought bad. it was going to be a teach me how to Teddy. That was literally you know? worse a worse joke than than uh than his. Then Drew Locke's quarterback play last year. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> sorry for the Broncos named Teddy Bridgewater the quarterback. In, yeah. in my opinion, that tells me they have moved on from Drew Locke. He Good. is not going to be in the running for the starting quarterback job moving forward. And it, honestly, if he is, it's a failure on the coaching staff because he's proven too many times at this point he's and, not the guy. Unless, well, you can see this, unless Teddy's really good this year. Unless he is, which is maybe thin in your mind, maybe not a possibility, but unless Teddy's really tears it up this year, and it's like, okay. No, 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 I think, no, no, I think no, no, he's no. saying if, Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke. Should, yeah, I know. There should be no scenario going into 2022 that Drew Locke is even considered for the starting quarterback job. I don't care how Teddy Bridgewater plays. Drew Locke, in, in my mind, if you can't name him as your starter, if he's not your guy here, why? What? I, I what is he going to show think, you in the next year? I think what Jared's saying is that if somehow Drew Locke gets bit back into this discussion as a starting quarterback, then that's an indictment on exactly. this coaching staff for choosing incorrectly and I going through all so. this and deciding Teddy. I don't think so. Uh, you know, because he clearly was not good enough to show well, you he is I'll, an I'll upper put it this way. The, the only way in my mind Drew Locke has any chance at sniffing the starting job again uh, beyond this year, right? Beyond going into next season is if let's just say, you know, God forbid something happens and, and Teddy Bridgewater goes down, right? And he's kind of playing mediocre. The offense is kind of sputtering. The only chance Drew Locke really has is if he somehow makes it back into the starting lineup this year because of necessity, they have no one else to put in, and then he tears it up, and the Broncos right. go on a run. And right. that's my question I mean, for you guys. Will Drew Locke, barring injury, I'm going to put barring injury in there, ever start another game for the Denver Broncos? Is this what I think or what I hope? <laughs> uh, but give me both. Uh, what I hope, absolutely not. What I think, um, just the way football goes, I think he maybe based on injury will start one more. Two but more. no, without, without, an without an injury, bar without injury. injury, no. If Chaddy Bridgewater stays healthy for sixteen because games, the, no, I mean, and and beyond. The only beyond. thing that they would is bad for the Broncos is they're selling him at a low point. You know, you're not getting a lot back. If you would have sold him last year, end of the year. Maybe you can get like a third or fourth. Or actually, I don't know the market, but you would have got more then than you would get now. So 
I don't know. I mean, I, I would say no is my answer. Yeah, I think if I had to to bet on whether or not he will start again, the answer is I would bet yes, I would but not well. barring injury. <laughs> so right, exactly. I think I think if Teddy Bridgewater is healthy for all 17 games that we've seen the last of Drew Locke and I think what you do is you either end up extending Teddy Bridgewater for a couple of years if you think he showed enough to kind of be your your uh, bridge bridge ah, I hate that word it's so cliche but I mean I mean that's Ooh, what it is like right that. um Ooh, that's nice you know and and I think yeah I think you say goodbye to Drew so just to touch real quick going back to what you brought up and, and not drafting Justin Fields just just an, imagine this scenario that the Broncos could be in right now you got Teddy Bridgewater I so bad we I would be so stoked with you know what go with him early that's fine and then Justin Fields can be that guy to learn from that and as a rookie can maybe take over the reins or going into the next year can be the guy that has the experience that can take the reins. I.e. the Patrick Mahomes model. Exactly. Did the Broncos get Teddy before the draft? Yeah. The day of the draft. Oh they did. Oh, so they I, knew they weren't taking. But see, if they no, would have taken Justin Fields, they wouldn't have gotten. Then you cut Teddy. Drew Lock, you cut Bait, you move on. You know, you get Teddy. That that when I when Why they got Teddy, when they got Teddy, I thought that's what they were doing. It, it all, I was like, this is a perfect thing to do because Drew's not your bridge quarterback for that. You draft him, you can't keep Lock. Bridgewater is your bridge quarterback for that. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Okay, okay. Hey, there he is. He's back. <laughs> hey, can we at least just say that he actually made a joke that made sense? You guys, let's, okay. let's give him a little First bit. First of all, there. I get heated when we talk about Drew Locke, and then I get even more heated when you try and drag Teddy down to his level. My God, my boy Teddy. Let's go, Teddy. <laughs> the Broncos Teddy coaching gloves. staff dragged him down to his level. Let's go, okay. Teddy Two gloves. Before we go off the Broncos, I want to just throw out one more question out there because it's it gets talked about a lot, uh, especially by like fans on social media, is how dominant the Broncos looked in the preseason. They they were the only team that didn't let up a touchdown. Uh, anything. Do you guys take anything from this? I absolutely take something from that. The, the first game, I thought it was... Broncos came in, wanted to prove a point. Coaching staff did. They played their hardest when the other team didn't. But then as things went on, it's like, no, the Broncos, again, like we said earlier, they're showing they have a real hunger this season to play well. And I think they're going to. And they got a very good roster. So I think it was a good sign. I don't think it was preseason, take nothing out of it. I think it was a great sign for the Broncos. Uh, See, I'm a little bit on both sides here. I think that the three victories mean absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I take zero from the fact that the Broncos won and won in, in big fashion in these games. Zero. I, I, there's nothing to take away from that. Absolutely nothing. The not even, Jets, not were, even the 5%. Jets were undefeated in the preseason this year. <laughs> Granted, they tied. Okay, they did tie a game, but but the Jets were undefeated. Do you, I mean, you don't do overtime in the preseason, right? No, no, they <laughs> tied. And, and 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 so no, I take absolutely nothing. But but I will say this. I do take some positives from certain aspects, not not the games, not not the victories. I mean, you know, it's never bad. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing that the Broncos won three games, but no, I take nothing away from those. But here's what I take away from the preseason that I'm that I'm feeling really good about. Okay, I'm feeling really good that Cortland Sutton was able to actually return in a preseason game, which they would not risk his health in a preseason game if they didn't think he was uh, healthy enough to come back. Started with that, <laughs> so I, I think that's a good sign. I think seeing Von Miller come back was a really good Vaughn. sign for this defense. Oh, I love seeing Von out a, there. It's a great sign for this team and this defense to see him coming back. I, I think. Um, you know, uh, some of these guys stepping. I, th- I think seeing KJ Hamler show what he could do. Taking the d- now, granted, again, I don't take anything into the fact that he burned a 
absolutely terrible covered two over the top, you know, or what was right. it, quarters that he burned? He I just don't know. I haven't played off. that in a while. He took the top off a of defense. That, I'm a cover three guy. <laughs> Are you? It, oh, yeah. So that's, I, that's I don't solid. take anything from the plays, but I see these positive signs that guys that were not a part of the team last year are stepping up and actually maybe ready to contribute. And that is a positive sign in my mind. So it's yes and no. Yeah, I, I think those are some good points. I think, you know, while I will go on for days on how I hate seeing starters playing preseason. You just, I mean, there's too many examples. Sean McVay J- never plays. Yeah, J- so J.K. Dobbins, J.K. <laughs> Dobbins out, out for the year as a result uh, of that. Uh, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. I mean, the list goes on and on. So it, it happens too often. It's not worth the risk. If you're a professional athlete and you can't get yourself ready to go week one, that's your own problem. You got the wrong players. I'll go on record saying that. I agree as a fan it's good to see the guys you were concerned about their health out there healthy. So yes, it is good to see that. I think that's a positive that you can take. I really take, if anything, I agree. It's kind of minimal. You got to pick and choose because just winning games doesn't mean a lot in the preseason. Ga- teams aren't trying to win games. I mean, I know they are, but the you know Colts I mean. won three games without a quarterback. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it, it was good for me to see the defense not only pick up where they left off, but seem to have maybe taken that next step to solidify themselves. This looks like a deeper defense than we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, it, it looks like all the parts and pieces are healthy and there. I'm really, really excited what this defense looks like week one. I want to be honest. I, I, I love Denver sports. I grew up in Denver. Uh, I'm a Denver fan for sure. But as I said earlier, uh, as a as a better, you have to kind of distance yourself right from from your local teams. And I, I I'm not. I've never been a Broncos. So, you know, like an over supporter early on and I'm around it all the time. So what I find happening is I hear everyone, including Jared and Connor, all, all, you know, everyone who all my buddies always getting so excited about the Broncos are going to be great this year. The Broncos are going to be, you know, oh, wait, no, don't worry. They have a lot to be excited about. And then the Broncos inevitably don't. I actually agree this year. This is one of the years where it's like the Broncos are ready to go with a full roster. It's very good. And it's funny because a lot of the people, Jared just said they were, but a lot of people think they're not. A lot of people say this roster, Connor was debating right, right now whether it was a top five roster outside quarterback. I think this team is ready to go. I think they're completely loaded outside quarterback, you know, if Teddy can play well. So, no, I agree, Jared. I think that things are looking really, especially for defense. Like Jared said, this defense is going to be great. So I tend to trust, I, I like how, how you like Tyler. I also appreciate pro football focus and the job they do. I think they do a really great job. Yeah. They do not have the Broncos at a, at a top five offense or a top five roster. Um, outside outside quarterback? quarterback? Nope, they have them at six. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Okay. Got him! Boom! Uh, so no, I, I think uh, it, it's exciting. It, it is exciting. We, I am getting really excited for this year, but I'm not going to take too much from the preseason, man. Right. It's uh, it's preseason. It's let's see, let's see what happens when the game actually matters. It's on the line. I, I really like, you know, um, you know, some of these, uh, you know, draft picks that that George Payton brought in. They look pretty good. They look explosive, ready to play. So, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. You know, I. Uh, I'm excited, but I'm. I mean, it's just like it's like an abusive relationship when you've just been hurt so much recently. It's like so hard to like jump in full on. You know? I, I will <laughs> say that for probably the first time in my life that with as a Broncos fan, you know, I'm really am feeling that because I think I got burned so hard as a young you know a kid becoming a young man when they were bad and then 2012 hit and they got good again and like i i, I just was so 
spoiled. Now I'm like, I'm so afraid to like believe again. I, I am. I'm afraid <laughs> to believe again because all I'm hearing is everyone talking about this roster and they've really turned around. And I, I, and I see it and I believe it myself, but you just, I, I'll believe it when I see it on the field. And I think they have an opportunity early on to show something and, and to prove to teams that, that maybe Tyler is on to something and this coaching staff is on to something with Teddy Bridgewater leading this team. I just want to come in here season. without getting so worked up and be able no, to have a fun. rational conversation about fun. what a great makes some funny jokes. Maybe elite, maybe G O A T quarterback. Mr. Bridgewater is. Oh, okay. Let, let's, oh, let, 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 let's let's uh, oh, let's somebody, let's. Somebody. We're gonna keep that audio <laughs> because he just called uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, the then, we gotta, then we gotta play back this audio where I'd say I was kind of. No, no, around. no, no. That sticks. Okay, lots of quarterback talk on this show. I thought it would be fitting to get. Deshaun Watson. Into oh, the Deshaun. Okay. All right. Um, you know, the, the talk all offseason was that he wanted out. He did not want to play for the Texans. The Texans finally kind of backed off of their stance of not trading him and had a crazy demand, in my mind, of three first-rounders plus guys. You think that was too high? Before he got in trouble? I mean, before all this came out? No, not before. No, after. But during mm-hmm. all of but this? Because that's two different things. I mean, look, the legal issues, it's one part, but but do you think that was too high to offer? Uh, No, not if, I he's, don't, if he's 100% good to go, but the, I completely, yeah, I agree. there's a very, very good chance he faces suspension of some sort, and there are currently investigations into legal issues, and I don't think there's ever actually been a legal indictment against him. I don't think he's actually, you know, being, I mean, he's being accused accused of things but not actually being indicted for things so there's obviously a gray area there he hasn't been criminally charged yet there you go that's the words i was looking for there obviously the nobody wants to touch him so nobody's going to touch him with a 10-foot pole right now and that was that was my stance a few weeks ago and that the man first came out from the texans so my question to you guys is sean watson did not get moved before the season started. I mean, obviously, there's still time. The deadline is a ways away, so he still could get moved this year. Will Deshaun Watson play this year, first and foremost? And what jersey will he be wearing if he does? Mm. Oh, I like that. I wasn't prepared for this. If he plays this year, it'll be with the Texans. And I don't think he will play this year. No. Uh, Because of what? Because of them choosing not to play him? To sit him down because yeah, I mean, of these he's allegations. Been, so he's been playing safety because in this preseason. Because I want to point out that he is he not on money. the commissioner's exempt list. He has not been formally suspended by the league. He is able to be on their starting roster. But nothing is holding them back. Didn't uh, was either I don't know whether I'm thinking of Ray Rice or another player, but someone was not on the list, on the exempt list, and then they were brought in by a team, Patriots, Ravens, someone, and then they were immediately put on that list. So sometimes the league office is reactionary, and once someone comes off the street and is on a team, they're like, oh, no, no, on the list. So that could be the case also. See, I don't think any team is going to even risk the optics at all of playing him. Until, oh, until, come on. Until the, no, 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 listen. Until, until the FBI investigation concludes. At that point, absolutely. I think they will definitely take the risk. So here's the thing is, I don't think any other team with that high asking price that you mentioned, no one's going to risk three draft picks off the chance that the FBI is going to come down and be like, "Uh, yeah, this was really bad and you're done. Also, (laughs) also we should mention that uh, he also has a no trade clause. So he can 
shut down. Right. Deshaun Watson oh, can shut down really? any trade that yep. they want. Yep. That they you know get. what? I actually, I, I remember hearing that. And you know what I heard about that? They didn't even he didn't even want it. And his in his contract, that did you know correct. that? That is correct. They didn't even he didn't even want it. They, the the Houston Texans at the very end were like, Oh hey, Deshaun, don't worry. We'll we'll put in a no trade clause too. Is that good? You He's know like, what it reminds me uh, of? Oh, okay. What? Nolan Arenado. Just another way the Rockies and the Houston Texans are <laughs> the most dumpster fire of franchises you will ever see. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a but, uh, no, yeah, no, really, truly. Nolan did not ask for his um, player option, his opt out. And Dick Monfort and crew were just like, you know what, Nolan? Let's give you an opt out clause because we're just so confident. Oh, oh okay. My God. Yeah, all right, cool. And then. There you go. We all know how it played out. Anyways, that uh, is hilarious. I did not know that about Deshaun Watson. And you know Watson. what that brings us into? The prenup discussion. Let's go deep on that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, man. So, Connor, you believe Deshaun Watson will not play in 2021 because you believe the Texans will choose to sit him down. Did I get that correct? Well, I think if he plays, because is the second part of your question, yep. if he plays, it's going to be with the Texans because I don't think another team is going to take the risk of of trading away all their first round draft picks until at the very minimum the FBI investigation concludes that's currently over his head. Okay, uh, so that's why that would be my take. And if I had to bet, I would say that that's going to take too long and he's not going to play this year. And the Houston Texans are going to roll without him because the Houston Texans don't want to risk. If the Houston Texans are going to get rid of him, right, or if they're not going to, th- there's only two options for the Texans. They either a want to have him back at some point in their future, right. At some point in their future, the Texans want sure. to have him back, or they want to trade him. Both of those possible outcomes d- are hurt by the chance of him playing this year and getting hurt or something, right? I mean, if, if he's going to sit out half the season, there's no way they're going to bring him back for the last four games. For, for what? To, to win a couple games and then get hurt and ruin everything that they have going for them? It's not going to happen. So I agree with part of what you said there. I, I do 100% agree no team is going to trade for him. Uh, with this investigation looming, you're not going to give up valuable draft draft assets or players for a guy you don't know his future. But the Texans are invested into this player. They are in control of his future, so to speak. Uh, and there's no chance in hell that he is not playing week one if he is not suspended. As long as he's eligible to play, he will be their starting quarterback week one. Oh, you think week one? Week okay. one? All right. Why wouldn't you? Because right. to your point, you're not going to sit him out for a period right. of time. Okay. This investigation right. will not be concluded before the end of the season. No, no. So you either go in with him as your quarterback, you get behind him, he's been at camp, you haven't kept him away from camp, you haven't suspended him, you haven't held him away from the facility. Okay. But but then why? Okay. If why is he at camp? If that's the case... Well, he's at camp because if he doesn't show up to camp, so then he forfeits him. his money. No, pay so, him. Tell him to stay home. Okay, but okay. guys, they do that to guys. I all like the time. your take That's on this, Jared. It's an interesting take, but I, I do have to ask you: What would be the logic if, if that's the way the Houston Texans are thinking of this? And they're like, "Hey, if he's not suspended, he's our guy week one, right?" Um, if if that's the case, what's he been doing playing safety this entire camp? He's not suspended right now. To your point, because right? they're they're keeping him out. Played safety. He's he's played safety in their in their preseason. They're, he's got a game, but in practice, they're keeping him from being injured for one. 
So he's not going to oh, step so foot on the field. he can't play practice at quarterback, but he can play practice they at don't, He doesn't need to practice at quarterback. He's going to be just fine. They want to <laughs> be prepared for the, op, uh, the, the potential ri- that somebody trades for Deshaun Watson, and these guys that have been on their roster are their only quarterbacks on their roster. Let those guys get all the reps. See, he doesn't need the reps. Okay. I, I, th- I think it communicates that they have no intention right now of taking any reps away from anybody on their roster because they are not but playing I, at the I quarterback. Guess I just don't understand why one. he's showing up. Why he's there? I he's mean, nothing money. but a distraction. I don't know. That's that, it's so weird, isn't it? it it's but honestly, money. though, none of us have any clue because it's not like there's any logic to any dealings that the Texans do. You know what it's, it's not like, like? There's any sanity behind it. You know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like when you put your two weeks in at work and everyone knows you're quitting and you're still going to work and you're kind of just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it's like. To you speak from experience. Well, you know, I've done <laughs> that a lot. Just a few times. I put in a lot of two weeks before. <laughs> let me tell you. No, but that's kind of what it's like. He's uh-huh. messing around, you know. He's well, uh, that's pulling pranks. No, that's a, that's yeah. an interesting take, Jared. I do not. I think if they were planning on starting him, uh, he would be in the quarterback rotation. I mean, maybe not like taking first team reps, sure. like doing the whole thing, but they wouldn't be having choosing to have him go play safety. Cool. To me, that's to me what's happening is he's saying. I'm going to show up because otherwise you guys don't owe me money. And then the team's saying, oh, yeah, you're going to show up? Well, you're not playing quarterback. We're going to literally throw you off to the side and do nothing. Wouldn't it great if they listed him at safety <laughs> on their depth chart <laughs> on their 53? Oh, man. Did they? I mean, I don't know I, if yeah, they did. Who is their backup know. quarterback, by no the idea. way? I know I they no drafted idea. somebody this year uh, you know, fairly early. Uh, All right. Well, we'll we'll see if he's starting week one. We won't have to wait long to see if your prediction comes true. No, and and uh, I I just uh, I I'm very curious to see where this goes because they, they're scr- no matter what they do they they have put themselves in such a corner. I mean, it's it's seriously. I mean, it's going to end up similar to this Nolan Arenado situation where, like, you put yourself in such a spot that they're going to never get the value back out of him that they probably could have had had they just traded him when he first asked for that trade. Yeah, exactly. They could have got a lot back. And uh, so right now, currently, and this is just on, uh, you know, SB Nation. Uh, so this is the Texans SB Nation beat writers, right? So the first thing I pulled up on Google. Uh, this is their final roster prediction, right? Death chart. Their final death chart prediction. Um, and this was from yesterday. They have <laughs> they have uh, the top three quarterbacks being in order. Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, and Jeff Driscoll. Okay, so they do have a guy in Tyrod that can start some games. And our, Jeff Driscoll, and our boy Jeff string. Driscoll. Okay, All just because right. just I'm not done getting you guys fired up. So uh, rank, rank Tyrod Taylor against Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, wow. See, I think that they're... <laughs> I do. I they're think they're... Close. I think Bridgewater's a better quarterback. I do. I do. Yeah, I'll put him but there. I don't have any good sound effects for that. But I'll, they, put Teddy Bridgewater, I'll put Teddy Bridgewater around 20th, 18th, 19th, maybe 18th, 19th, 20th. And I'll put Tyrod Taylor around like the 24th, 25th. So Wait, I do. Hey, okay, okay. Hey, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I think he's going to be in the, the bottom five, six quarterbacks of, of the NFL this year. <sighs> Okay. okay, hang on. Though. You, wanna, you think differently? You like up. Tyrod Taylor? No, I don't. Okay, okay so what, what do you have to say about being... You, you, Tyrod <laughs> is not a top 32. Tyrod's not a starting okay, quarterback. But he is a starting. He is starting, so by well, default, te- he will be 32 or, or higher. But that doesn't mean that in a set of quarterback rankings, okay, well, he's d- automatically one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the world, because that's what that's uh, supposed okay, to well, rank. So, so I will clarify my point. I, don't, I think maybe in the world, he's... 
34. Because we do realize you know? the top 64 quarterbacks in the world are in the NFL right now, right? We, yeah. we understand this, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. There might, be a, yeah. there might be a Canadian football player, too, that uh, could argue. I mean, maybe one or two. I mean, hey, I generally, Kurt Warner well, uh, would uh, have something to okay, say With sports, <laughs> we, we generally reside with the efficient market hypothesis in sports as to where right. everything okay, that could be you, done in speaking. sports is done. So the players are there that, that should be there. Can I just point something out, though, real quick? We all three just kind of threw out a number of where we had Teddy Bridgewater, and it was all the same number. We all had him <laughs> in, like, the 17 to 20. 20 range. But I think the difference is I think that he can play above that. I think right now if you rank him, it would be irresponsible and, and more forecasting to put him anywhere else. So I think right now we have to rank quarterbacks where they are. If I'm ranking quarterbacks based on where I think they will end the season, I may put Teddy a lot higher. Well, I, I may put him around 13, 14, 15. So right now I think he's there, but I think he's a chance to get way higher during the season. Okay, so so I guess I'll clarify. I would predict that Teddy Bridgewater is going to finish the season if he plays all the games somewhere in like the 18th range. Like that would be my prediction. 17, maybe 17. I think that if he plays... I'll go 17 as official I think prediction. if he plays as okay. the 17th best quarterback in the NFL, let's let's use a metric. Let's say what QBR. QBR is a really good metric to use, I think, for, yeah, for sure. quarterback. All right. If we say he's 17th in QBR at the end of the year, I think the Broncos can win 11 games. Hmm. 11 games, huh? That well, would be... keep in mind, there's 17 this year, folks, so that's 11 and 6. Well, hey, 11 and 5 like sure. If the Broncos win 11 games, uh, I would... Uh, I would love to eat my words and say, hey, Teddy Bridgewater's the man. Let us let me put it this way. If the Broncos win 11 games and win a playoff game, I am going to be officially on board tattoo. for it. Let's sign, let's sign Teddy to a, like a okay. three-year extension. I let's thought we were going tattoo here. We can could we do some... like, could, could we do like, it doesn't have to be anything obvious, but just like a couple of uh, gloves. But see, the, I'll the put Tyra, I'm going to put yeah. Tyrod Two Taylor. gloves. On that list. Right. Can okay. we get a two gloves tattoo? Can we get your Teddy? Two? Oh, breaking news here. How about if the Broncos make the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, God. Breaking news. If, Connor's going to get a... Uh, if the Broncos make the Super two Bowl... Two gloves tattoo. I would get a two gloves tattoo. All right, guess what? I'll, I'll, I'll at least put this on record. If the Broncos make it to the... Make it to the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. and lose even. Yes. I can lose. Okay. I will get a two Teddy Two Gloves tattoo right on my rump. I love it. Yep. All right. It's there done. You go. It's it official. is done. Right. Boom. <laughs> it's in. No, no, I would put <laughs> there we you go. You guys can't trust me with all the buttons back here. It's way too I know. fun. I, know. I'm sure I wish you guys I wish Connor or myself had any idea guess how to what? handle that. I was there. looking at the schedule coming up. Your producer, Nick, is or uh you guys call him Nick on the show, right? That's his formal name Nick, on here. Whatever. Soaps Nick. Yeah, you know, whatever. Your guys' fits. producer is gonna be gone two of the next three weeks. So better you better get used to me, because I'm oh, not going God. anywhere for the we, foreseeable we, future. We may need to talk about this uh, <laughs> <laughs> these hours here. I thought I thought these were sort of mandatory. Oh man. Uh so hey, uh, just real quick before we get off, because I know we want to go to one other thing. I well, just two other things. No. We got some fast food talk okay, as well. So real yes. just real quick, real quick. Based off of that understanding of what I meant by the top 32, I'm, ta- I'm talking about like in terms of what they will place this year, right? Uh, okay, okay. Where do you put... Tyrod Taylor will have the what best season in the NFL? Uh, Tyrod will... If he plays the whole ter- season. In terms of QBR, uh, Tyrod will be 26. Okay. So, I'll see, I'll, I'll put him at like the 22 to 25 range. Not applicable. Because he won't have enough. He won't have enough snaps. Okay. okay. There you go. Yeah. 
Jared with the NA answer. Hot. I like that. <laughs> so see, uh, I mean, I guess, no. I guess my point is, I think, I think Bridgewater finishes a little bit ahead of, of him, but it's not that significant for me. You know, from like a seventeen to a twenty-five, better for sure. But like, I mean, what are we talking here? So we're getting our start running a little bit long here. So I'm going right. to actually continue to tease. We still have one more week before the season starts. So next week, we will break down our AFC West power rankings, okay? So we'll have a couple of weeks of prep. We'll know all the final rosters, all that. We also have a, a little bit of a philosophical discussion that I think is still very relevant for next week. I love getting we're philosophical. We're going to push off to next week. Uh, uh, talk about expectations within the teams within Colorado sports. So we'll push all that to next week. I want, uh, Tyler, before we get out of here, you got you got some fast food talk, okay? So, and this is, and, uh, let me just tee you up here. So uh, we are, of course, a Woos Media production, okay? Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the other Woos Media podcasts, be sure to check them out, woosmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E media.com Tyler does another show and this was from college football tailgate correct yep so that's a show that covers just kind of national college football talk and you guys were talking fast food and I got a chance to hear you clipping this together so I got a little bit of an insight of what's going on but talk to the audience here what are we teeing up so what we did and again if you're a college football fan I highly recommend it it's called college football tailgate available anywhere you listen to this podcast we did our top four, because in college football, the, the playoffs are the final four. We did our top four playoffs for fast food rankings. And it's very, you can't put Chipotle in fast food. You can't put Jimmy John's in fast food. Well, maybe you can, but not for our rankings all that right, we did. Right, uh, um, so this was strictly, <laughs> it had to have a drive through Okay, was one of them. And, and, you know, it's just generally, it should be Shake Shack is what like the only one that we found that was borderline not fast food we decided because it doesn't have a drive through first drive through opened in 2021 so so it should be like every location has a drive through type pretty of much right or, or like Quiznos has like some drive through no locations. but Quiznos would not be on this list so it has to be kind of like a every place has a drive through exactly okay exactly okay so Connor uh, here I wanted to play because I Connor is probably so on that show on, on tailgate Ryan the producer producer Ryan is our resident fast food expert, right? I would say on this show, Connor is the resident fast food expert, right? <laughs> what a so, title. Yeah, so I wanted to play for you my top four, get your reaction, and then I wanted to hear, before you say what you think your top four would be, I want to play you what I think should not be in the top four, okay? So first, here's my top four. I want to get your reaction. All right, number four. McDonald's. Oh wow! And the reason the McDonald's, golden arches. The reason McDonald's made my top four. It really has nothing to do with nostalgia, or it's McDonald's, the biggest one, or all that. The main all makes the most money. It's because it has the best breakfast. Number three. This is gonna maybe be a little out there for you. I love Good Times. Number two, Chick Fil A. Number one, Arby's. Okay, so obviously that, that was like a compilation, right? I kind of put those together. <laughs> yeah. So any thoughts on my top four? Thoughts on your top four? Yes. Yeah, I think McDonald's does not have the best breakfast. Oh. Not even close. Okay. It's like the worst Whoa. breakfast. Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me put some out there. Okay, and this is great to get the Red Rock audience involved with this too because this is a little tip for breakfast if you do like McDonald's. Most McDonald's breakfast sandwiches come with the that, that yellow folded egg, right? Almost every round one, egg is the key. Exactly. So yeah. I'll get there. So See, I am the for, resident fast food. Except expert. for the McMuffin. The McMuffin comes with a freshly cracked egg. Yeah. So what you got to do if you like the McGriddle, the biscuit, anything besides the muffin? Yeah. The croissant. 
substitute the folded egg for the cracked egg. The folded egg is some weird chemically put Sponge. together stuff with like yellow well, dye. It's just, it's just the, it comes in like no, a carton. It's, it's, yeah, but it's, yeah, you it's, don't want that. Trust no, me. No, you don't. No, no you I don't agree. Want, the round egg is where it's Substitute the round no egg for every breakfast sandwich, but you think there's better breakfast out there. Oh, yes. And it's on your list already. Which what is it? Chick Fil A. Oh, I think okay. Chick Fil A has the see, best fast food. I've breakfast. never had Chick. I've had also, Chick-fil-A what does Chick Fil A offer it, for it, breakfast? A chicken, a chicken sandwich. They have a, a, a normal sausage bake. No, they have a normal sausage no, they, bacon cheese one too, okay. or a sausage cheese yep, and uh, they have a sausage cheese and egg. Yeah. They have a they have a bowl that's like egg it's sausage good, bacon. Jared. But I think um, McDonald's is better, Connor. Uh, I think Mickey D's so, is the way to so go. So I breakfast. actually, and here's another one that I don't, I would not put on my top four at all. But I actually think has a better breakfast than McDonald's, and I think it's a surprisingly good breakfast. And you're gonna like laugh when I say this. Wendy's they revamped their I've breakfast menu, it. and it, it is fantastic. Okay. The breakfast baconator. Mark okay. my words, go try it. It will change your life. I like the regular baconator. It's okay. it's uh, it's just with sausage and it has a hollandaise sauce but on I did, it. It's amazing. I did hear you scoff at my number one Arby's. Yeah, number one Dude, Arby's. I, a lot of people think that's interesting. Let yeah. me let me tell you why Arby's <laughs> is my number one. They have a huge menu and everything is good, but they are the king of the meats. What's their phrase? We, we have, have the, meats. the meats. Roast beef is what they're known for, and my favorite sandwich out of any fast food establishment is the beef and cheddar. It's a good one. I, I like love it. the beef and cheddar. They also have the best fries, in my opinion, of any fast food place. But also, you can get smoked brisket. You can get a gyro. You can get an Italian sub. You can get so many delicious things at French Arby's. Dip. They got a nice. And French you know dip. what? Arby's. I will give this to anyone who's given me crap about this. Arby's six or seven years ago was low level. Like, I think they were not that good, but they had this huge change like five years ago, and it wasn't just a marketing thing. It was a change in the restaurants too, where they decided we're going to get better quality meats, we're going to offer better stuff on the menu, and I think Arby's, if I'm going to, I'm not a huge fast food eater myself, if I'm going to one fast food place tomorrow, it's Arby's. I love Arby's. All right. See, okay, I, don't, yeah. I don't put Arby's in my top four, but I guarantee you one that I put on the top hold four. On, is hold on, on. No, 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 hold on. I know, I know. I'm not going to say yeah. it. Okay. I guarantee you it's on your don't top four because okay, I know okay, you're Okay, real quick, hater. though, before we get to that, I know you're that's, a that's Tyler's curveball there, okay? Give me one curveball you'd have in your top four. Yeah, well, curveball. A curveball. Yeah, mine was good times, I think. All right, I'm going to go curveball in my top four, Raisin Cane's. Ooh, I, okay. li- I, li- I think that's a good I've one. I've not had that one yet. That's new to Colorado. You know what? That is, a, that is a curveball, but that's a good... I, I love Raisin Cane's. And I, what I love about Raisin Cane's, I don't deal well with a huge menu like Arby's. <laughs> no, <right? laughs> After no, just use it as a point. <laughs> honestly, what I do... I, I, I like big menus for options, and I love my options, but I sometimes just want to pick something. And that's what Raisin Cane's is good for. If you want chicken... Ooh, very good. Good sauce. Is it a class above Popeyes? No, it's oh, same class. Yeah. It's, same I class. think it's same class. Okay. I have it. I have it. One A, one B. So it's kind of you know what? It's kind of the um. Actually, you know what? Before I break that down, let's let's hear what your well, next real thing quick. Is. My curveball. Yeah, yeah. Carl's Jr. I think Carl's Jr. Oof. is legit. They have bigger burgers. You know, more meaty. You got a lot. The Western. Their fries the are we- very the good Western's too. Really good. Yeah, they have good options. They also oftentimes uh, pair with whatever that burrito place is. Those are bomb too. <laughs> that, Taco it's John's. It's good. Okay, All right. All right. Connor. This is uh, my follow up. And look, I've known you for a while, and I didn't know how you'd react to this. So I want to play it. I want to get the audience's reaction too. This is what I think should not be on the list. This is not meant to be a hot take. This is meant with every ounce of my existence. In-N-Out Burger is maybe the most overrated restaurant 
in the history of restaurants. Mm. Or And I'm including it in anywhere you can go get food, not just fast food. The, how people talk about In-N-Out compared to what you get is insane. I don't understand it. Now, I'm not saying it's bad. As a matter of fact, I think it's good. I like yeah. In-N-Out. I think it's delicious. But it's not on this list. There's, I, I guarantee you, a lot of people listening were in and out, in and out, in and out. For no, sure. It's not on my list. It's not even close to being on the list. Is it good? Yes. Is it on the top four? Nowhere close. So in and out, get the hell out of here. And then I have my... Uh, so there you go. In and out, not on the list. I Look, like I said in, the, in, in that uh, clip right there from College Football Tailgate... I like In-N-Out. Nothing wrong with a good double-double. Best so, description of In-N-Out I have ever heard. Thank you, Jared. So you agree. <laughs> so, so you on. agree. It's very good, but not two hours wait in line good. Not drive to a different state good. All right. So you are It's on Wendy's to, level. You mm-hmm. are speaking to somebody who literally sat through when In-N-Out first opened. I sat through a three-hour wait to go get an In-N-Out <laughs> burger. So you are. I, I will, I'm going to just put my bias right here on the table. I'm just going to throw it out. Okay. I have an extreme obsessive love for In-N-Out. Why? Because I think it is the best burger outside of a five-star restaurant that you can what? get. Oh what is God. special about it? Oh what is special God. about this burger? So Give me one that. thing that special insane. about this burger. Whoa. What's I special? Can name, I can name several fast food places. Good times. Has better burgers. I, well, Carl's I, I should, Jr. Hold up. I should, I should walk burgers. back one thing. I don't mean five-star. I meant sit-down restaurant. Right? Like outside of I'll the even let you backpedal that, that, and that, that doesn't that, matter. That doesn't matter at all. Come oh on. man, I love, I love me some. Okay, so they're. I would rather have a Big Mac. Are absolutely. I would rather have perfect. a Big Mac. They are, they are handmade dough potato buns. It is. Oh man, you give me some animal style with raw onions. That's my thing. I like the raw onions with animal style. So I like the grilled and <laughs> raw onions. I love the In and Out Burger. I think it is made. Here's one thing about the In and Out Burger. All right. Here's one thing about the In and Out Burger compared to other fast food joints. Right. It is the same burger every time you get it at In and Out. Every time. And I know that that's like the claim to fame with McDonald's. But you know what? And they're good at it too. I would put McDonald's in my top four. By the way. They're good at the consistency factor, right? But you still will go to McDonald's sometimes and order like a double cheeseburger or whatever. And it's just like kind of crappily made. They just throw on whatever. They don't like... In-N-Out always takes care to like spread all the condiments evenly. They spread everything evenly. You are getting the same burger every time. Not once do you get a deviation from it. So if your whole standard... And it's so good. If that's your so good. If that's your standard... Why isn't Chick-fil-A your number one? Because to me, Chick-fil-A is the one place so, where you always so, rely okay. on the same thing. So for me, for me. Yeah, I, yeah. What do, what do you got here for okay. your top four? So my top four. Hold on, hang on. Let's get a little. Uh... All right. Top four. There we go. Number one. I got Chick-fil-A. Okay. I think Chick-fil-A oh, is the so, number one So fast see, food. he does believe in that. Okay. I love Chick-fil-A. Okay. And I just love it. So I mean, the chicken is so good. I love the waffle fries. They got mac and cheese. The now. reason why why Chick Fil A I think is so good is because the quality of food combined with the service. The service, no way you go, you're going to get that good a service. Right, right. Yeah. And I may have uh, disagreements uh, in, uh, <laughs> you know, not for this show, but I do have disagreements with different things in Chick Fil A. But I love the way they treat their customers and their food. It's I have great. a huge disagreement with Chick Fil A, and this is going to get real with a lot of people. It may sit wrong with a lot of people out there. Big disagreement. 
I hate that they're closed on Sundays. Oh, there you go. I know. Yeah, that's a bummer. Such a bummer. On. How many times have you wanted Chick-fil-A and then like, oh, I feel like of all the things, time. all the things all you the could time. hate about Chick-fil-A, that's probably small Jared, potatoes. See, that's why, I, that's, why I, that's, why I, that's why I pulled the curveball there, right? For the audience, I wanted them to think I was going a certain way. And then you pulled the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Okay, so I'm going right. Chick-fil-A number one. And I also love, I also got to just admit, I love that it's kind of specialized. It's a specialty place. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's really great. All right. I love Wendy or uh, Chick- Wendy's Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A number one. Number one. Okay. Number two. I'm gonna go In and Out. Okay. And I love it. I know you love In and Out. I hey. I get Should it. I replay my hate whole it, thing? Love it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, hate it. Love it. I, I understand your viewpoint. Okay, I do. I do get it. But I just I love it so much. It is just, maybe it's irrational. Okay, no, I'm irrational. But hey. Le- Obviously, there's people out there that agree because otherwise you don't have three hour. There's lines a lot of people out there who agree. Uh, okay, don't put your faith in like the general humanity. Have we <laughs> no. learned nothing yeah. in the last year? That's not the group of people okay. you want to be exactly. with. <laughs> Fair enough, but hey, you know. So I'm gonna put them number two. All right, I'm gonna go number three. I'm gonna go raising canes. I think it's. I love their sauce. It's amazing. It I have is to get absolutely that on incredible. the way home. So number four, oh, and they have some great lemonade. By the way, Chick Fil A. That's another reason I love Chick Fil A. Their yeah, lemonade is yeah. unreal. So uh, we're gonna go there. Uh, we're, we're gonna go with three. We're gonna go raisin canes. Now number four is really tough for me to decide between two places. I'm gonna ultimately go McDonald's at four because I I think that uh, unlike what you said about Arby's. Despite what you said about, I think McDonald's has the best French fries of of all the fast food places. Uh, There's nothing in my mind that beats a fresh, perfectly made batch of Golden Arches fries, man. I freaking love those things. Uh, So I'm going to go them. Uh, I will just say the honorable mention that I had a hard time not putting in there, but I decided against it was Sonic. I'm going to put Sonic as a a weird curveball. Oh, my God. I don't think Sonic food. It's on the same level. And here's what I love about Sonic is they have slushes, slushies, yep. all those like dessert mm-hmm. drinks. And maybe that incorporates in there it the does. dessert factor. Sure. Okay. If we're factoring in all the desserts, well, I get where well, you're you going. Part of the restaurant. You're right. You're right. You're you got to factor it in. Yeah. So, I, mean, uh, so I still wouldn't have them top okay, four, but, but I also And they got tots. Sonic they down. They got tots. All right. They got good tots. I love their onion rings. Uh, and here's the, here's the, here's the other uh, factor that goes into me in addition to all their great beverages. Um, and and tots and onion rings is they actually have a good breakfast too they have some good breakfast they do have a really good breakfast they have some really good breakfast and i love how they serve it all all day long so but here's the thing sonic drops off the list just because they have the stupid drive up thing that they got to come out to that's old school drop it that's old school (laughs) all those are empty spaces that you could be working in other things build the better drive-through system uh, this is stupid i hate it i hate it i hate it uh that's hysterical jared wants the owner of that sonic to have more parking lot spaces that's right yeah that's right. Well, because sometimes I just need to park. I don't need the spot, but now I'm like Jared, pulling this, into the spot. This may be putting you on the spot. What's your top four? Do you have a top uh, four? Okay. I will honestly say I have eaten less than four fast food places this year, probably. That's so okay. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. Carl's Jr. I mentioned in there. That's got to be, uh, that might be, that's probably my top one. Is it Hardee's anywhere wow. in Colorado? On the Western Slope, is it Hardee's? Uh, I actually Carl's think Jr. it's everywhere? Hardee's a lot of places. No, in, but in Colorado, Colorado, too? I don't no. know in no, Colorado. It's not Most of the audience we have is in Colorado. It's, it's not Colorado. So, calls so Carl's Jr. is up there. Um, I, I, I like Wendy's. You throw in the Frosties. See, I, I actually I love li- Wendy's fries. Uh, I like Wendy's. Mm. I just I can't trust a square hamburger. <laughs> something about a <laughs> square burger. Something about it, man. Um, McDonald's has to make the list. I mean, McDonald's is just tried and true. You, you can't right. go wrong. It is. There. That's what I mean. Uh, the fourth beyond that, like... 
I mean, I, I could tell you about 50 places that I would not put in my <laughs> top five. You know, you, you're not putting Taco Bell in there. Get away from this list. You just don't even belong anywhere near it. Um, what about Good Times? Good Times is good. I, I like Good Times. I actually do like Arby's as well. Arby's just says one was a little bit of reach to me. So Dude, I love Arby's. Arby's my yeah, best. One, see, I don't have a problem. I like Arby's a lot, and I love their curly fries. I gave you that look over here, and you guys out there listening can't see the look, but I gave him a, a severe eye roll look when he put Arby's one. And it's not because I hate Arby's. I love Arby's. I really do. I think Arby's is solid. I just can't believe it as number one. Like, I, the best. Look, like, you can get so many things. You can get a smokehouse <laughs> beef brisket, which, by the way, delicious. Get a smokehouse beef brisket. Do you think they actually smoked that for like oh, eight, for 12 sure. hours? They it's can't a, lie about uh, that. Yeah, they, I don't think they, I no, think they have to technically. They do. Uh, they have a loaded Italian. A, so. They have a Reuben. You can get a Reuben, a Euro, an Italian, a brisket, a corned beef, or a good old-fashioned roast beef. Dude, they have everything there. You mentioned the depth of their... Of here's their... the thing. They also have chicken nuggets, a great chicken... Well, chicken fingers. Amazing chicken fingers with the best barbecue sauce of any fast food place. Oh, see, I put Raisin Cane's for no, sure. No, 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 no. So I love the <laughs> fast food, the chicken, everything Arby's has, even the the, the staples. So if you're someone who goes, I don't need the, the smokehouse or the Euro. I'm just a classic guy. Good, good. Well, but no burgers. And, and again, I'm a, you know I I am a big fan of the consistency. It is a, it is for me that is a big part of it because I hate going to a fast food place and then you order something and it's garbage. Like, right. I, and I know some people out there are gonna be laughing because it's like all garbage. But like, <laughs> but like when you go there and you don't get what you expect to order, like that's the whole point of going to fast food. And so the one thing that I really knock Arby's on is the quality range of their curly fries. They can be amazing or they can be like these crispy, cold little crisp limp awfulness well what i, I don't and, i've and, never and worked in arby's between. but i would probably attribute that to it's a craftsmanship right opposed to your mcdonald's french fries where anyone can make them it takes a certain craftsman Both to you assemble two crack me up with this. <laughs> you're talking about minimum wage employees what do you expect to get assemble these curly fries and on top of everything oh my gosh red rocks audience what a great day for all you guys you can <laughs> buy Arby's fries in your local King Supers. They're frozen. Uh, no, they're don't ready do it. to go. Johnny, don't buy do it. it. Buy it. I'm no, telling you no, to do it. No, because have you ever bought a White Castle burger from King Supers? Okay, don't have you ever White gotten a White Castle burger bring, from the Jared, restaurant? Hold up. Can I just totally say? different. Can I just totally say? different. <laughs> okay, can I just say? I almost came on and was on record as saying I actually think Carl's Jr. is my least favorite of every fast food place out Whoa. there. Interesting. But, but, but now that you just said something... White Castle yes, is my least no, favorite. I agree yeah. with Connor. It is Here's garbage. About White Castle. I don't get it at all. Great movie. Great it's because movie. of the movie. Horrible <laughs> place to eat. So Dude, no, Jared, those sliders you are the can't most put White Castle things. on that same level. <laughs> That's a slap in the face to White Castle. To Arby's. To or Arby's. to Arby's. Okay. Well, you guys have heard. No, well, before we get out of here real quick, Buffs game this weekend. Let's get every, Buffs and UNC, right? Colorado hosting the UNC Bears. This is a big deal for, for, for the state of Colorado and those who enjoy college football. CU starting the season with a lot of high expectations. I would say higher expectations than we've had in several years for the Buffs. They're hosting the uh, UNC Bears this Friday, 7 o'clock in Boulder, and we recommend everyone go check it out. Go support your local colleges. Go see what Colorado NCAA football is all about because it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Bears, Buffs this Friday. Oh, let's go Bears, the you, Bears. If you can't make the Buffs game up <laughs> in Boulder, obviously it's a drive for a lot of people to make it up there. The Buffs do play the following weekend. CU plays against Texas A&M yep. at Mile High Stadium. In Denver. In Denver. Heck yeah. Seats are still available. Take a look into that. Hey, you heard our crazy thoughts on fast food places. Get on Twitter. Let us know your guys' thoughts. You can find us at Red Rock Sports 1. Again, we're here every Tuesday recording. You guys can find episodes every Wednesday. For Connor Holscamp, Tyler Walgie, I'm Jared All. Thanks for stopping by.